this potato and some crushed bacon. And there's nobody who can stop me. Welcome to the Potato Week podcast with your host, Dan Fleming and Tom Crossman. We did it! Yay! That Thank was, you, TJ. That was like our third attempt to do the opening. Yeah, thing. just kept glitching for some reason. Wow, well, everything's got rust on it a little bit. Is this episode two hundred one? This is, is this episode the first 201? time since since took the, a, the begin took a big break. Yeah, it's been like three weeks. Yeah, or so. Damn COVID. Yeah, we started with uh, although it was a, a good week because Dan's birthday was a couple days ago now. Friday. Last Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last two, Friday, two technically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I had told him a couple weeks ago that the, the birthday present he was getting was, I, I don't know if I said life-altering. So, something along those lines, yes. Um, was I wrong? No, 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 no. No. It, that that book could very well turn my life around. Yes. See, <clears throat> I'm not going to be sitting at so many red lights anymore. Because <laughs> thanks to Matt McConaughey. I'm going to turn those red lights into green lights. So if you listen to, I don't know, probably one ninety nine or yeah, uh, was that when when you just learned that he was had written this book? Yeah. Were we both learning at the same yeah. time. And Dan read an excerpt from Matt McConaughey's upcoming book, and it is ludicrous. Yeah, uh, it's the type of shit you find like written in front of products on Gwyneth Paltrow's website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like and, if, if and this book came with a lotion, I wouldn't uh, have been surprised. I mean, it is or, it's, or a power rock. It or is along those lines, like the Lincoln commercials that he yeah. does. Yes, um, and it actually made because uh, when I saw because I had kind of forgotten about it, and then uh, on Black Friday, it was it was a, a it flashed right up as a lightning deal or something like that that it was awesome. coming out or whatever. Uh. So I said to Robin, I said, this is the perfect gift because it works as a joke gift and yes. it's also something the person wants. Yes. Because usually if you get a, a funny joke gift, it's trash. The person doesn't want it. They end up throwing it away. Yeah, it's good for that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you both like chuckle about it Two days later, you're like, I don't know what to do with yeah, this. Yeah, you just throw it away. No, I'm going to read the fuck out of this. But this works on multiple levels. Uh, it's If you... Go on uh, uh, wherever you buy your books and uh, check out. Uh, you can basically read what's on the inside uh, dust jacket, and it, it's it's Here. insane. I actually I will make this pledge to our listeners. In January, I will post an inspirational quote a day from this book on our Facebook page. That is not <laughs> going to be hard because that's all it is. Yeah. All but, it is yep. are quotes and like one-liners. I will start our year off right, and every day in the month of January, I will post a McConaughey. Is you're you're going to have light. to. You're going to yeah. You're going to post a. You're going to have to. Te- I'm sorry, but you're going to screenshot and send them to you. Yes, because yeah. I, I got a new phone and I have not. I've decided to <laughs> abandon Facebook altogether, so it's not even. I I. I so I don't get anything Facebook related. Yeah. So Dan will send me screenshots of the thing because I am very curious. Yeah. Um, 
And again, from everything we hear, Matt McConaughey is an awesome guy. Yeah. Uh, super like down to earth. Wonderful human being. But this is the most pretentious yeah. garbage. When you're that, when you're an incredibly likable guy with a yeah. lot of power, you get to do shit like this. And, and people you, aren't gonna go, oh. And you think that you're nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. He probably was just typing this out going, my God. Gold, it's gold. Just, Give me the Pulitzer. It's just flowing out of my fingers. Yeah. yeah, this isn't the type of book he wrote. This is the type of book he delivered into the world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's really something. It's a, uh, a higher power was speaking through him. This is this yeah. is the Gospels of McConaughey right here. <laughs> and I yeah, I can't wait. To dive in. <laughs> I, especially because it's the type of book I'm not going to have to sit down and read all at once. No. Like, you pick this up for five minutes a day, you're pro- it's probably it's, more tolerable that way, to be honest. It's like the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Just look for your... <laughs> you just pick it up anytime, and it'll yep. give you guidance. Yep. Yeah, I will find my particular sermon. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is going to be quite the journey. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be changed, man, by the time this is over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's. It, I can't fucking wait, honestly. Oh gosh! I mean, I, I I sat through the whole I sat through the Dennis Rodman book back in the day, so I can read anything. I think I read that. Yeah, the, as bad as I want to be. Yeah. yeah, it took like fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that was one of the easiest like two hundred and fifty page books to ever read. Because that came out right around the time that I was really into reading. Uh, books about sports figures or yeah. written by like I read. And that I was, was reading... the you know the second books. I yeah. mean, both three Pete. So Rodman was a cultural icon right. at that moment. And I I know I read a couple Rick Pitino books right around that oh, time. Geez, yeah, there were several like Tiger Woods books and golf books in general mm-hmm. around that time. Uh, well, every once yeah. in a while, some of those are good. Yeah, like I remember, I remember as a kid, the Magic's Touch and the Larry Bird Drive came out. Yep. I was a much bigger Magic Johnson fan, but that book sucked. Yeah, whereas Drive was awesome. I could probably read it now and be like, "Man, this isn't so great." Yeah, but at sure. the time, I was like, "Shit, I really like this book." Yeah, <clears throat> one of the Patino books was really good about his first year at Kentucky when they were coming off suspension and they had like no scholarship players yeah. and how. You know, they still weren't good, but they were way better than they should have been. Uh, that was really good. Uh, I think, I don't know what Jordan book that would have been out around there that, again, probably yeah. I thought at the time was great, but maybe wasn't. Uh, so a lot has happened since we last recorded. Um, I watched the entirety of the John Adams series from 2008. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. From the director of Cats. From the director of Cats. <laughs> Just awesome. Uh, and Robin kind of joined me. It was one of those things where I started actually watching it down here, and then it kind of progressed through the week that I would catch an episode, or like I'd mm-hmm. start it upstairs and finish it down here, or whatever. So Robin did one of those kind of walkthroughs, and then you sit down type things mm-hmm. during like episode five or so. So she, she hung on for the rest of the series, because uh, it's... Eight, maybe, or seven? I don't remember. Um, but anyway, uh, as we're starting the last one, it was the first time she'd seen the opening credits, and when Tom Hooper's name came up, I said, oh, you have to keep in mind that this entire glorious series that we've watched, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that made it went on to direct Cats, 
And she didn't even look over. She didn't take her eyes off the screen. She just paused for a second and just goes, well, win some, lose some. <laughs> or no, can't win them all. Yeah. That's what <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that's mm. it's an awesome, awesome series. Yeah, I saw that back when it first came out. Yeah, it's uh, a way long time. Yeah. I started it when, do you remember when Amazon Prime was first starting to really kick off their video side? They had bought all the off-air or completed <laughs> HBO shows. Katie is already sending me yeah. excerpts because I yeah. told her, I'm like, I hear we're in an exclusive book club. Here, I'll give you readers the first one she circled. This is from page six, mind you. Yeah. Truth bombs that interrupted my space and time in ways I could not ignore. Getting away withs, getting cots, and getting wets, trying to dance between the raindrops. <laughs> Fucking yes. These are my sights and scenes, felts and figured outs, cools and shamefuls, graces, truth, and beauties of brutality. Jesus, I can't oh even my listen, God. I can't even listen to it. It makes me it like makes my skin crawl. It's so cringy. I can't even stand it. Uh Oh, Matthew. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about? Oh, was, uh, uh, John Adams. You, no, a man with similar weight of words. Yeah. <laughs> John Adams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have been, so I watched the entire uh, John Adams series, which is based on the biography, I think by Ron Chernow, the same guy that did the biography that Hamilton is based on. Um, if it wasn't him, it was, uh, there's three of them that, that do all those old American history type biographies. Uh, and they all just kind of take turns winning the Pulitzer for historical stuff or whatever. Uh, so uh, there was that. And then I'm reading, um, the Ron oh, I, Meacham. I, I just got an even better idea. When I use these quotes... I'm going to find corresponding pictures from McConaughey movies. It's going to add time to this endeavor. Oh, no. No, 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 no. This <laughs> this is worth the research. It will, in my, it will. In my eyes, this is... I'm, I'm on the verge of maybe making a goddamn desk calendar for this. <laughs> well, oh. what you could also do... All right, do, maybe that's what everybody's going to get in 2021 for Christmas. <laughs> what you could also do is uh, just... Do image search of McConaughey. Yeah. And like search reflective McConaughey, yeah. intense McConaughey. Oh, yeah. And then just do it that way. Well, it wouldn't I'm, have to be necessarily I'm familiar enough with his film, Ouvoir, yeah. that if I need a certain emotion from him, I know what film to look for. Well, there's going to be a couple that covers all of them. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Oh, yes. I mean, he's if, just, he's you know, just, if I need anything really pensive, I, I've got, you know, True Detective. If, if I you, need anything light and loose, I've got dazed and confused. If, if I need, you need righteous, you've got a time to kill. Uh, yeah, and if I just need dreamboaty, I've got all of his films from the two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> everything with everything Sarah with Kate Hudson, Hudson and Parker, Parker. Or Kate Hudson or whoever else would have been in those. I was going to say Mini Driver, but she's not really known for that. Yeah. Uh, He just throw he throws me off. Where were we? Oh, we were talking yeah. about historical stuff. Yeah. Um, and movies that we watched in the meantime. Um, I don't 
think I watched a whole lot of. I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't new watch anything. Mm. Uh, I've I've been on a tear with movie watching since 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 Thanksgiving, for the most part. Not, not a tear, not like October level, but. Well, no. I've been very specific. With oh, you watched Gods and Monsters. Hmm. You watched Gods and Monsters. I watched that week? last night. I love that fucking movie. I was just going through HBO, seeing what to watch. Cause, oh, uh, is it on there? Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO Max. Um, I did watch something that you'll want to talk about. I watched Trial of Chicago Seven. Yes, yes. Uh, that is still on my short list for best films of the year. Without a doubt, it's. I mean, it's a. T- it's a tough year. Yeah. Because the, there are great movies out there. You're just not. You have to find them. Like, yeah, unless you're paying attention to what's popping up on streaming services, right. you just, you don't know. And there's a cu- there are a couple good YouTube channels to follow for that, but yeah. still, it's it gets to be too much to watch all those, yeah. so you can keep up with what's even yeah. out and good. Uh, what was the one that came out this week on Netflix um, that everyone's talking about that I have not even come close to watching yet? Uh, I don't know. Let me Let me pull up my Netflix app and see what it shows me. Still gotta watch the fucking Queen's Gambit. Oh, I started that. For some reason, New Girl has been trending like all week. I know, I don't know why. And Community. Yes, I saw that. Oh, Uh, oh, Prom came out. Apparently that is terrible. Yeah, I'm good. Based on a musical. Tenet comes out... Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep, I've got that on the way. I just ordered that. Oh, it's it's Mank. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, yes. Mank... Oh, I, I watched Mank. How was it? You gave, I really like it. You gave it four stars. I really like it, but that is a movie made specifically for my type of nerd. Yeah. Where it's... It, it is... I mean, it's Fincher, so you know it's meticulous. Um, and it's filmed to look like a 1930s film. Yeah. Like, the... The, 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 the dissolves, the... It's like watching a movie made in the 1930s. Down to the way people speak their lines, um, down to the way it's shot, down to the way it's, the credits are at the beginning of the film, you know, over like swelling orchestral music like it used to be. Um, and it's about... That's pretty annoying. I it's, used to hate that. That's yeah. a good change. Yeah. Let's not go back to it. Um, <clears throat> and it's about the guy who was... The, it's what, Some of the confusion is people think it's about the making of Citizen Kane which it's not. It's about the guy who wrote Citizen Kane while he was writing Citizen Kane. And, okay. his, and his friendship with um, William Randolph Hearst and um, Louis B. Mayer. Um, and the, honestly, the best actor in the whole film, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, Seyfried, Seyfried. Um, I think I've heard it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> she was, she plays, I forget the actress's name at the moment, but it was like the most highest paid actress at that time frame because she was dating William Randolph Hearst. She was his mistress, and he essentially paid to get her in all the popular movies at the time. It's a real uh, meritocracy. <laughs> yes, and, and that's what this film is kind of about. It's like, uh, Mank is played by Gary Oldman, who... While an extremely talented writer, is also a drunk, and not afraid to tell people what he thinks of them. And at this point, is it's when Upton Sinclair was running for governor of California, and 
most of the wealthy people in power didn't want to hear a fucking thing from Upton Sinclair. Right. Because he was, he was essentially the Bernie Sanders of that time. Um, and he ended up losing his bid, mostly because Louis B. Mayer used his powers as a studio head to eventually film propaganda films about all the... It's, it's very timely for today, because, like, look at all these immigrants coming in and stealing your jobs. Right. And it showed these trainloads of, like, hobos fucking coming into the country, into California. And it was all fictional. And the guy who directed it was a friend of Manx who ended up, spoiler, killing himself because of it. Because he felt so fucking guilty for, you know, which those those type of scruples don't exist nowadays. No. Um, <laughs> It'd be, be a lot of... Uh, a lot of dead Republicans. Yeah, a lot of slit wrists. Yeah, uh, we'd have lost 126 this last week alone. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 about a film about the details, you know. Which it's again, it's perfect for for a Fincher film and someone who like. While I don't, I don't fall into the group of people that Citizen Kane is the greatest film ever made. Um, I I get why it was so important why it was because it, yeah, it, 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 it issued ushered in a lot of new techniques a lot yeah. of new storytelling yeah. it was by far one of the most important movies ever made yeah but I've watched it a few times I'm like yeah that's good but I don't gush all over it like the way I do Godfather um, but I still like that historical component to it and I like I like movies about making movies and that's what this is you know some people will say oh it's just Film nerds jerking each other off. Yeah, probably kind of is, but yeah. you know what? It's enjoyable. <laughs> but yeah, if if someone was just like, "Oh, hey, I I, I like Gary Oldman. Am I going to like this movie?" I'm like, uh, I don't know, because it's it's the type of film that you're going to go to Google a lot if you don't know what this. If yeah. you don't yeah. know the background of this, yeah. it it wants its it it needs its audience to yeah. already know. If you don't know who in. William Randolph Hearst is. It, which also played by Charles Dance, which perfect fucking casting. Um, for those of you who don't know Charles Dance, he's uh, Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister. So yeah, he's a cold-hearted leader of men. <laughs> and what was he just? Perfect. What did we just see him in? I cannot remember. Damn it. But yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Mank. Mank is good. I do not put it above Trial of the Chicago Seven. I oddly enough, like I wouldn't even put it above Hamilton, which is in my mm-hmm. top films of the year. Ooh. Yeah. Segway. Segway. So Dan watched Hamilton. Yeah. This is I've been trying to uh, uh, not go overboard with my excitement because <laughs> uh, I've I we, we watched it a couple days ago. Well, I mean we watch it often. We watched it in its entirety a couple days ago. Um, have you watched it the one time so far? Yeah. Have you? Did you buy the soundtrack? Uh, no, but I, I play it every once in a yeah. while on Spotify. <clears throat> so they get my point zero zero four cents a play. Yeah. Well, good, good. So they'll <laughs> their uh, their kids will grow up and go to good schools then. Just because of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we've actually, I think we have technically two digital copies of the, because I bought it on Google and Robin bought it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> uh... Thoughts? It's it's fucking wonderful. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Davine 
Diggs. David Diggs, yeah. He's he. I don't know if you remember this from a few years ago. Was in one of my favorite films of the year, Blind Spotting. I remember um, you talking about the movie, and then when you uh, told me that that I, I I assume while you were watching, yeah, uh, I was like, oh shit, that's him. Yeah, and I uh, I love him in things. He's a good actor. Uh, uh, how fucking impressive is it that he can sing slash rap while in a French accent? Yeah. It's like, goddamn, there are people who can't do accents just talking. Right. And he's doing it while singing. Right. Which, yeah, Uh, and played two roles. Right. I I enjoyed that aspect of it a lot. Yeah. Once the Uh, first, after the first intermission when things jumped ahead, people who had played characters that are no longer necessary are now new characters. That are necessary. Yes. So there's three people that Mm -hmm. do that. And then some of the... The lower cast, the, yeah. yeah, the the company they mm-hmm. they interchange and stuff, but the of the main cast, uh, although Peggy doesn't have a big role in the first half, but she is the the mistress in the second half, and mm-hmm. then uh, the guy that's Lawrence is and then his, yeah his son um, is then uh, Hamilton's son that dies, <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's like we talked about be- before you watched it. Like what I had said, one of the um, the the many impressive things about it is the how many different styles of music are oh, yeah. in that mm-hmm. one show, and they all fit whatever is happening in the show. I mean, that's not a surprise, mm-hmm. but the the breadth of. Uh, uh, from one genre to the next is it mm-hmm. goes from just traditional pop to very traditional show tune to ballad to rap to mm-hmm. uh, whatever and else. And how often they can use certain melodies and refrains in other Yeah. Because, like, the I'm not giving away my shot yeah. pops up multiple times. And look and, around, look around. And, yeah, and it, yeah. it works every time it's used. Yeah, uh, it's... It's just an amazing, and again, I, I a lot of this might be uh, my musical theater ignorance that a lot of the things that I'm so impressed by are pretty much in every show, and I'm sure a lot of those elements are. Um, but the subject matter obviously draws someone like me in, uh, and then the music being as good as it is, um, well, I, I mean, that- it's understandable how it has struck a nerve with yeah well i mean musical theater there are tons of them that are do that do a lot of the same things this one does i mean it's a very open stage yeah uh not a lot of props um but what it does is it tells an incredibly engaging three hour long story about most shit that we fell asleep when talked about in high school yeah you know um very few people knew this much about the Federalist fucking papers. No. Or, and, you know? and, you know, and the, the thing that I think is funny when I think about stuff like that is that Tilly's never going to forget yeah. how many of the Federalist papers Alexander Hamilton wrote. Yeah. She'll never forget all of the stuff that's yeah. in the show because she's seen it. Who you know, remembers she, who the vice presidents were during the early parts of our country? I mean, you know? <laughs> 
I couldn't have told you past Adams. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't have told you who Adams vice president was. Yeah. Uh, I probably could have, well, that's, I could have told you that Burr was vice president, but I couldn't have told you for who. Yeah. I could have told you which that or it was Jefferson. Or all the shit that went into him getting elected yeah. vice president. There's some batshit stuff. If you ever watched, uh, I watched a little mini doc about after everything that happened to Burr after. Mm-hmm. He, he continued to live an absolutely bananas life. Mm-hmm. He was involved possibly in a uh, treasonous secret agreement with like the the Spanish uh, that were in Mexico. Yeah, none of that surprises me. And part of the the uh, US Army that was like kind of separated out west and he was gonna end up with his own kingdom. <laughs> some weird shit like on the West Coast. Yeah, it was some bizarre stuff. He was tried for treason. It was really weird. Uh, Back in the good old days when we could do that. Yeah, yeah, right. Back in the good old days when uh, when they when actually actual applied. seditious activity <laughs> might have gotten you in trouble, or at least looked at. Yeah, but then it turned out that uh, that's still very muddy. But the person that we he was supposedly conspiring with, they found out years later uh that he was a spy for the spanish uh, monarchy well, at the time yeah. so he may have just been setting aaron burr up and it may have just been him all along but the fact that he was even the fact that, the he, fact was, that he was even close enough to that. right you and i would never even be involved yeah. in something like that kind of like a michael flynn it wouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> you, like, know? you know smoke there's fire you know yeah uh, it's, yeah, he, he lived a banana's life after that. He, he like was, he hid out with his daughter for a while, uh, living with his daughter, his, his adult daughter, Theodosia, uh, in North Carolina for a while going by, uh, a different name, um, because he was wanted everywhere and he was in huge amount of debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his daughter got lost at sea. She was sailing from North Carolina up to Boston or something like that, and her ship sunk or whatever. And then Burr got married to this old rich widow and started spending all of her money because he owed like, he had like 400, he was like $400,000 in debt, which today would be like, I don't know, way more than that. Mm-hmm. So she divorced him, and her divorce lawyer was Alexander Hamilton Jr. Alexander Hamilton Jr. was this woman's divorce lawyer, and the divorce was finalized the day Burr died. <laughs> so he lived an awesome life yeah. after uh, the events of Hamilton. Um, but during the events, he comes off uh, as a very sympathetic figure, and the, and the historically, the historians are kind of coming around also. Uh, from what I understand, um, he wasn't just a villain, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the show, the the musical, does a good job, sort of making you get it, mm-hmm. like understand, like yeah, I kind of want to kill him too. Oh yeah, because <laughs> what a prick. Because <laughs> yeah. well, he was. Most of them kind of come off this. Yeah, like that. yeah, and and, and the funny thing is, the same thing is true of. The John Adams miniseries, it's awesome, but what a bunch of dicks. Which is something, again, that you never learn in high school government yeah. classes. You are taught that these guys were the greatest human beings on, you know, our founding fathers were fucking pedestals that we need. And it's like, they, from everything I've read, 
almost all were dicks. Yeah. Were, there's a reason they got to be in power during these times. Because they weren't good people. Like the... Uh, the It's alluded to in the show uh, right after uh, Adams fires Hamilton and he says, sit down, John, you fat motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That part... Based on what they're alluding to there is is read aloud in the John Adams series. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and Robin was just like, he was brutal. Because he's like nasty and personal. Yeah. <laughs> about and you know, these are like letters that are published in and published all over the country. Uh and how much uh Jefferson and Hamilton hated each other, like mm-hmm. really hated each other. Yeah. And it was according to everything that I've been the other the uh, the Jefferson book and the Adams uh, series, the the way they kind of mock the you know you're nothing without Washington behind you type stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Like Washington loved Hamilton. Everyone else fucking hated him, yep. and they knew as soon as Washington was gone, he was. Yeah, your, your time is lip. over. Yeah, you're done. And he kind of was. Pets. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> was. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, another Netflix film that I watched this past week um, came out back, and I think it was June. But again, because there's so much shit comes out on streaming, it got buried. But I, I need. I knew I needed to watch it. It's uh, Spike Lee's Defy Bloods. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, another that that one's going to be in, in the contention for top five, top five films of the year. Um, interesting. I mean, when you think of Spike Lee, you don't think of Vietnam War stories to and begin it's with. It's only summer. Yeah, it was like June. Fuck, it feels like uh, it it's was... one of Chad, I think it might be Chad, one of Chadwick Boseman's last films. Maybe that's why it feels like it was longer he's, ago. He's not in it a whole lot. Right. Uh, the, the, the central central story is these uh, three men who were part, or four men, sorry, who were part of a company back in Vietnam, the Bloods, um, years later go back to Vietnam to find the remains of their squad leader, who was Chadwick Boseman, who died in in the film, uh, and also recover a treasure that they left buried there. Um, so they go back, the, five, the four of them, plus uh, one of their sons, uh, played by, I'm forgetting his fucking name, but he's the lead in Lovecraft Country. Oh, and, yeah. so, and soon to be Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Right. Um, but it's Delroy Lindo. I heard his name an hour ago, and I couldn't tell you. Another gu- a guy whose name I don't know. Um, and then the two guys, I can never forget their names, but they were both in The Wire, and I fucking loved them so. Um, they played Lester Freeman and... Um, shit. Bunk. Uh, but they yeah, they go back. Um, they haven't seen each other for quite a while. Uh, their lives have obviously gone in different directions. So there's that kind of camaraderie between them, but it's not as tight as it once was. And things start to go bad once they actually find the gold in, in country. Um, lots of flashbacks. And the cool thing that I love about the flashbacks, he doesn't use younger actors. <laughs> he uses them as how, they currently look. How long after is this? Oh, this is like, it took place on, like present day. Oh, okay. So you're talking like Delroy Lindo in his 60s in a flashback <laughs> in Vietnam with Chadwick Boseman, which I kind of liked that choice. Because um, yeah. that way you don't have to spend half the time figuring out who is who. 
you know, like, oh, which one was, which one is which in the present? I can't fucking remember. It also, uh, when you, like, a lot of times when you remember something, you remember it, but you still, you don't think of yourself as, oh, I was 19 at the time. You think, yeah. you still think of yourself You're now. You're thinking of it through today's lens. So, it does give it more of a dreamy, memory-ish yeah funny things that your mind yeah. does and it reminds you that while they aged he never did yeah and that and because that's how you would still see him and then yeah. if you saw one of your other friends he also is 68 yeah. or whatever if i remember us playing fucking soccer or you're gonna picture this yeah i'm you're picturing this how mug. you look now not how we looked when we were fucking 11 right um because it's, it's tough to remember that shit uh but the thing that really again this is a total movie nerd thing um once they find the gold and they're trying to get it out of Vietnam, they're trying to get it... Like, they were basically, you know, driven in, left to their own devices. Cause they were like, well, we're going to go try to find his body. They didn't want, like, their Vietnam guide with them because, obviously, they're trying to steal right. <laughs> gold and get it out of country. Because they'd have to kill their Vietnam guide. <laughs> yeah. Things do go horribly wrong because there are locals involved and other shit like this. And at one point, they come across what people are claiming to be federal agents... For, the, for Vietnam, and the guy, Delroy Lindo's like, let me see your badge, and the guy's like, badges? We don't need those stinking badges. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is Treasure of the Sierra Madre. <laughs> Didn't think of it at all until that point, and I'm like, he's obviously using that line, because it's like the most famous line from that fucking movie. Uh, he doesn't use, quote it verbatim like I just did, but it's enough that the second he said it, it's one of those moments where you see the movie through an entirely new lens. Which, when you've been watching for an hour and a half, is impressive as fuck. To be like, I never realized that. that's what, that's what I'm watching. It's his take on fucking Treasure of the Sierra Madre through this lens. And at that point, I'm like, holy fuck, this movie's now awesome. Even better. <laughs> I was thinking when you said, he didn't say it exactly that way, but he, or he didn't deliver the line verbatim. Kind of, I immediately thought of uh, Martin Sheen's fifteen-minute fucking speech to basically avoid saying "with great power comes great responsibility." Oh, that's speaking of things that are cringy, but not that. Then yes, no, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It pulled off a little bit more with a little more care and. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's still a Spike Lee film where, where he's got his messages. I mean, the Delroy Lindo character is actually wearing a fucking um, uh, Make America Great Again hat for oh, yes. much of it. Because, again, he's like, well, you guys went off and were successful. Right. I didn't get shit. You know, this country has, this country abandoned me the day we got back. And I haven't, nothing good has gone my way. And you start to learn... You, they start to fill in the blanks as to why all of them got to the places they are. Um, especially with him and his son. But it was a, it was an interesting take, because we, we all know, anyone who's ever heard Spike Lee knows he is not for Trump. Right. <laughs> by any means. Um, African Americans overwhelmingly voted against Trump. But this guy gave you a pretty reasonable definition as to why he did. And it's like, politicians have never, they've always fucked me over my entire life. Why not? You know? Yep. And so everybody else is like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Um, and not to say that he fares any better in the end, because it's one of those movies where there's not really a happy ending. Yeah. Um, especially if you've seen The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. It's, that's a good cheat sheet for this film as to where it goes. 
But those, those, that type of story doesn't work if they all get away in the end. Yeah, you can't. You can't have, you can't have heat end with, <laughs> Yeah, you know, everybody riding off into the sunset. Bob De Niro on a beach with a fucking... Al Pacino going, gosh darn it, we almost had him this time. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, yeah, you've got to have some not good outcomes in order for that story to, to work or it feels like a cheat. Yeah. Um, and he, he didn't cheat in this. And I've really liked the past few films that uh, Spike Lee's put out. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking when you uh, as you were talking about it that this is like three in a row that you yeah. really like because he's kind of hit or miss. Oh yeah, during for, during the early two thousands, I was gonna say into, like into mid-90s. like two thousand fourteen. Yeah. I was like, some of these films are okay. I mean, they're okay. They're not bad films, but it's like, where's my fucking do the right thing? Yeah, you know, where's Malcolm X? You didn't don't tell me you peaked in the early nineties. Um, well, I think he peaked in the early 90s. I don't know. But... Black Klansman is a phenomenal film, which, again, this makes me feel stupid for not knowing this. The lead in Black Klansman, who was tenant. also the lead in Tenet, that's Denzel Washington's kid. Yeah. I didn't I, know Yeah, that. I didn't either until very recently. Yeah, yes. I found out like a week and a half ago, and I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Good job by that dude, not depending on the fact that he's fucking Denzel's kid. Well, it's also... Amazing. I guess to us it just feels weird. Like, how can Denzel have a kid that old? Yeah, Denzel's like sixty-eight years old or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he it's, just looks great. It's just weird that I didn't know because I'm like, I know, like, oh, that new movie Possessor. Possessor. That's directed by David Cronenberg's fucking kid. <laughs> and most people are be like, who the fuck is David Cronenberg? I'm like, oh no, this is actually a second film that this kid's directed. Oh Jesus. But hey, yeah, I, but somehow I did not know that that guy was Denzel's kid. Hey Google, how old is Denzel Washington? Denzel Washington is sixty-five years old. Yeah, sixty-five. So years of course old. he's got a kid in his thirties. Yeah. Only a couple years younger than my parents. Can't tell me Denzel wasn't getting it in the eighties. <laughs> Dude was on fucking Hill Street Blues. Uh, that's not where I would have started with Denzel. Well, I mean, I suppose started. It was Hill Street Blues, right? I don't know. Or one of those. Jesus Christ. One of, one of those t- prime time. I know it was a doctor show, so it probably wasn't Hill Street Blues now that I'm thinking No, about it's, uh, uh, oh, shit. Is it St. Elsewhere? St. Elsewhere, yeah. yeah. We were not close. He was one, pulling was it in say. back then, I'm sure, because he was on the television. Because that was like early 80s. Young Denzel. Young Denzel. Uh, how did we get there? Oh, Saint uh, Elsewhere. Yeah. 137 episodes he did of Saint Elsewhere. Wow. I mean, for, for a lot of people, that's their career. Oh yeah. And that was like the beginning. Yeah, that's that's Eric LaSalle, basically, right? Yeah. Have you seen him lately? No. Only when I watch Coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> Only <laughs> when I watch that Soul Glow commercial. Uh, what was his name in that? I just remember the song. You got just so close. Good stuff. I keep wanting to say Derek, but that's not right. Um, Trying to think if there was anything else I want. Oh, this one I definitely want to throw out there so that people know about it. Um, This this is definitely one of my top five films of the year. And 
I went into it completely blind. It's this little teen comedy called Spontaneous. Okay. Where there's it's a it's a group of high school seniors. Uh, you follow around like wh- the main character, the girl, and it's very Juno slash you know those type of self easy a self aware, funny making riffs kind of lead. You know I never watched Juno. Um, when all of a sudden one of, one of her classmates while in class explodes. Cool. And they don't know why. And then people continue to explode. What's this on? Uh, I, I got it off a red box. Um, and as it progresses through their senior year, their class becomes less and less because more of them continue to explode. No one can figure out why they explode. This sounds like... They go into, like, a quarantine. Um, They stop exploding for a while. The government thinks they've created the drug that stops them from exploding. Doesn't happen. Sounds like a Stephen King plot. Very much. Um, I mean, and it sounds ridiculous, and it's got that kind of, like, final girl's humor to it, where it's it's a dark black humor, but it's witty, it's smart, and it's got a surprising amount of heart to it, because it's, like, it's got that kind of, like, vibe to it where you know our senior year is coming to an end we're never going to see each other uh, again what's going to happen with our lives the apocalypse uh musical zombie movie which one um anna and the apocalypse yeah Yeah. i was trying to remember what the girl's name yeah but instead of instead of zombies zombies just picture that you could explode at any minute minute. and you don't know why and nothing you do is going to influence when or where you you go so it was a very unique story that I didn't... I rented it just because I had, like, a free rental, and I didn't... Ex- I heard it was okay. Like, it was good. But I didn't expect much of it. And then I watched it, and I'm just like, this is one of the best movies I've seen all year. Is it the... Um, so it, it's something that did come out this year. It's not just something yeah, that no, you... it, it, it came out this year. <clears throat> and then there's one more we have to talk about. What? Fat Man. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Fat Man came out, and... Fat Man is terribly disappointing. Much like uh, the McConaughey, Dan's taking the bullet, uh, Fat Man. Because I just didn't think I could do it, and I'm glad I didn't. There's no reason for you to. Yeah. Um, it's a movie, it's it's rated R, it's, for those of you who don't know, it's... Yeah, let's explain this. Mel Gibson is Santa Claus. Yes. Um, less, less and less kids are being good. So he's not making as much toys. Because the toys are a government contract. Like, he is paid by the governments to make these toys for kids. Okay. But less kids are being good, so he's making less toys, so he's not making money. So there, this, the North Pole is in danger of going under. Again, this seems this is like a big part of the movie, and it's completely fucking unnecessary. It so sounds much that, like how uh, important uh, trade agreements were in... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really want to get into the minutia. In, in the greater scheme, it's like okay, I get why they're there, but it's not why you're watching the movie. I don't right. need to. I don't need to understand embargoes of the Naboo. Right. Um, but in the long run, you see, okay, no, that was necessary because it triggered this and this and this. This does not happen. Um, so let's just say that Phantom Menace was more tightly plotted Jesus. than this film. <laughs> um, Santa has to undergo. He has to take military contracts. Okay. Um, in the meantime, there's. I, now, I'm okay with all of this. But none of that, none of what I just explained is remotely important. Yeah. 
Um, the main plot of the movie is he there's this kid who is ruthless, who wins science fair every year. He's just a spoiled... P- picture Richie Rich as an unbelievable dickbag. Okay. Who hires hitmen to solve his problems. Like, you, you start off, he's won the science fair like three years in a row, and this year a girl beats him. So he hires Walton Goggins to, like, threaten to kill her parents. Okay. If she doesn't admit she cheated, which she didn't, but then he, he gets, he wins, because he got second place. That's the type of character we're dealing with. Um, he lives alone with his grandma, because his dad is off gallivanting, you know, the world. Uh, grandma's rich, he stole her checkbook, and that's how he pays for the hitman. Cool. Um, all the staff is afraid of him. That type of shit. And when he gets a lump of coal for Christmas, he puts a hit out on Santa Claus. He doesn't take kindly. Nope. And we learn that the hitman is Walton Goggins, who is always fun. Sure. Um, also, only ever got like one present from Santa and was disappointed that Santa couldn't do other things. So you learn that he buys, because everything that you get from the North Pole has a little plaque on the bottom of it. It says like made in the North Pole. So he buys people's toys. Okay. And puts them away. Why? Don't know. Doesn't really get talked about. Other than that, that's what he does. I guess they'd say that's a character trait. But, again. To show we've done something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's some pathos here. Yeah. Not really. So he goes and tries to find Santa and ends up. And this is the part. Like, he's a hitman. He's a very accomplished hitman. But Santa essentially works on a military base now. But yet he gets there and kills fucking everybody. And then there's a standoff with Santa, and they go at it. Um, so it's like, okay, I get why you had Santa take out the contract so that like military presence is around, but then they do nothing other than our cannon fodder. Wasn't necessary. Elves could have been cannon fodder. I would have been more. <laughs> it would have been great I would have been more a... emotionally invested in the elves getting shot a than I was CGI, the U.S. military. CGI uh, army of elves. Yeah, just getting mowed. Lord down. of the Rings style. Yeah, <laughs> um, Avengers style. Yeah, and 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 that's it, really. That's the movie. And yeah. it, here's the thing: it wasn't nearly like when I saw like okay, Mel Gibson is playing a badass hand. I expected like fucking dragged across concrete type of R rating. Yeah, I thought this movie would be vicious. Yeah, it's not. It needed to be. Well, other than it, other what, than them saying fuck every the, once in a while and showing blood of and again people getting shot. Is the most boring way to have a movie rated R. It really is. What was the tone? Like, what What movie would you compare it to tonally? Logan. Really? Yeah. But, because it, it, Santa's kind of sad. If you're gonna... He's, he's feeling like he's useless now in today's world. But it doesn't have any of the mo- emotional investment that you have in Logan. It needed to be over the top. Exactly. You can't have that ridiculous a premise. Yeah, you needed to really lean. Like, like I I say that, although Logan's fine, but Logan's established as as that Santa Claus is. It's a much bigger shift for Santa. Yeah, which is, and again, but you have more emotional (sighs) investment in Santa, I hope, than you do fucking Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe. Uh, Yeah, Uh, this I didn't earn it from this film. But I get it's yeah, the type of thing. The, like this the, could have easy easily been a really great PG thirteen movie or PG movie. Yeah, because like I said, other than some the blood from gunshots and 
kids saying and like people saying fuck this wasn't a rated r film it didn't this should have either been a really good pg film or a ridiculous grindhouse style yeah r film i thought that's what it was going to be that's what i thought it was too and it wasn't not even close to it and then uh the other thing i said to you is that it it i remember again i don't remember how it was worded but like you said that it was just boring. Yeah. And I said that's actually worse than if it had been bad. Yeah. If yeah. it had been absolutely terrible, mm-hmm. then at least it would have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, maybe it I would respect be... films more that are terrible, but at least we're going for it. Yeah. Fucking Thanks Killing is not a good film, but they fucking went for it. Well, I mean, movie. how many recent uh, Nick Cage movies have been absolutely terrible but you gotta you, you, applaud you, yeah you know there's gonna be a fucking scene in that film that makes everything worth yeah. it especially when you hire mel gibson yeah there is a history to that man right so yeah you're you're not you're never hiring mel gibson because he's the best guy for the role no not anymore. you're hiring mel gibson that's part of especially considering in the movie his wife is black mrs claus is played by jean marie baptiste who is a a british black woman and we know mel has some issues with non-white folk (laughs) so not as much as he does with the jews but no (laughs) no but you if again with hiring mel you expect something there yeah and they actually had a very loving sweet relationship in this film which again, Mel's not known why? for his progressive why? views. Why hire Mel? That's when you hire fucking Ron Swanson. You know, if you need a cantankerous man with heart, you know, you don't hire Mel fucking yeah. Gibson. Um, and and honestly, well, yeah, you hire Mel Gibson if it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, technically, a lot of people did die in this, but it's just gunshots yeah. from far away, you know, which. It's nothing. 80s movie. Yeah. 80s movie style. Commando was far worse than that. Yeah. Command- Commando had way more blood. You know, when fucking Arnie storms the base at the end. Stick around. Yeah. Way bloodier shit than this film had. But yeah, this film didn't even reach Commando levels of violence. So, again. Arnie had those. Ha- uh, why have it be rated R? Had those grenades with, like, yeah. spring launchers in them. Because if, if a grenade went off near you, you went fucking 50 feet in the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you went through the wall. Yeah, I, other like I said, other than a few fucks, I mean, no nudity. There weren't like elves getting it on or shit like that. Nothing weird. No elf dick. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Nothing weird. Nothing. Nothing. There is nothing memorable about this film. Other than at the stupid all. premise. And Mel's not even that fat. <laughs> yeah, that kind of puts a wrench in things too. Yeah, you're, you're gonna call it Fat Man. Mel is not that out of shape. He didn't look like fucking Tim Allen in the Santa Claus anyway. The he, Santa Claus. He, he looked like a pretty typical middle-aged dude. And Mel isn't even middle-aged. I've never even seen... I've never seen any of the Santa Claus movies. But um, Caravan of Garbage is going through them right now. Oh, dear. That's taking a bullet. And Oh, yeah. I've only seen the first one. and. Ugh. Mason was not. He was uh, struggling. He said, "I did it all, all three at the same time because he couldn't wow. couldn't take it, couldn't stand to like spread them out." Uh, I've watched the first two. Like, I didn't realize how 
I, I didn't realize what they were, I guess. I knew I knew the, the gist, but uh, yikes. Yeah. Fat Man is going to go up there is one of my worst films of the year. I mean, I gave it a two and a half stars. I think I was being generous. Because it's not a badly made film. Yeah. There's a good movie there. You just... And it wasn't like this was put out by a big studio. So it's like, why was this not bigger? Yeah. I mean, the hell, the movie I watched the other night that I was telling you about, uh, Dial Code Santa Claus, which is a French... Basically, it came out like a year before Home Alone. And it's about a kid who is home alone with his grandfather while a crazed Santa attacks, and it's essentially... He puts him through a Home Alone type situation, only without the sweet music. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the kid is essentially Rambo. It's kind of brutal. The kid, the movie starts out with with Santa punching a kid, and then and then Santa stabbing a dog in the throat. <laughs> I mean, and the kid who plays the main character gets stabbed at some point in this movie. It's 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 it, that that film goes there. Kevin doesn't even get touched. Yeah. This film uh, goes there. This and Fat Man did not. So even like in future years, and I'm like, oh, let's watch a holiday film that's a bit off center. I'm not watching Fat Man. Should find out if uh, John Hughes was a big fan of. That's what French. people act, because no, because this film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival the year before that. Yeah. And people knew about it. Apparently, this film didn't get released in the U.S. until about three years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, because. It's one of those that got retitled like 19 different times over the years, and it wasn't until like Alamo Drafthouse played it at like one of their festivals that uh, that was its first release, U.S. release date was like 2017, and it was made in, it was released in France in 1990. But yeah, that's what, that's what Joe Bob was at, because it was played on the Joe Bob Saves Christmas special, Um, and he talked about that a lot, that's like, yeah, there's probably a good chance someone at least knew about this film. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, you don't show a film at cons and have nobody know about it. Right. Yeah, we watched Home Alone this week. Uh, <laughs> it was the first time the kids had seen it. They really liked it. Um, <clears throat> I hadn't watched it. Uh, well, actually, I, I guess I, it was playing in one of the... One of the teachers was playing it last year during uh, this next week. Um our last day before vacation, there's usually one room that's playing new movies and stuff. It's going to be very different this year. But anyway, uh, I haven't, like, seen the movie for years. Um, a lot of things stand out. I mean, it is it is definitely one where you just got to go, okay, this just... Go yes, with it. all of these things could have happened. Uh, <laughs> this incredible, ridiculous coincidence, string of events... But the thing that really sticks out to me is, like, by <clears throat> the middle of the movie, it's still, like, funny, haha, and lighthearted and stuff. But think about what the motivations of the robbers are yeah. by the middle of the movie, when they're no longer even trying to rob the place. They just want to murder a child. They just want to murder, kidnap, torture, and murder a child. Mm-hmm. And what I said to you was, if you change the movie, this is a horror, uh, change the music, it's a horror movie. There's a meme out there that says, keep this in mind, if Kevin had called 911, this film would have been over in 20 minutes. Yeah. He wanted to do this. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted to hurt those, the two wet bandits. Everyone in that movie is awful. 
Yeah. <laughs> the parents are awful. Oh, yeah. Kevin's awful. The wet bandits are straight up child murderers. Yeah. Uh, or uh, attempted child murders. Uh, would be child murders. Uh, <laughs> they're like uh, uh, training to be yeah. child. See, this is what Fat Man could have been. <laughs> Fat Man could have been what Home Alone should yeah. have been. Because, yeah, you add a few fucks and some gunfire to, to Home Alone, that has to be a rated R movie. If he actually shoots the pizza boy? Yeah. But instead, they don't do that, and it's. A delightful PG film. Yep. Uh, Where, again, a kid is essentially torturing these two guys who are trying to torture and murder him. Tilly was losing her mind oh, when they were cracking their skulls when you, off when the you, when concrete. You said, when you texted me that, all I could picture her is, like, wide-eyed and grinning. Oh, God, she was laughing her ass off. I thought she was going to die when Kevin put the spider on Daniel Stern's face. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's the first thing she told me about when I was Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, uh... Well, she does love violence. Yeah. <laughs> she does love kid-on-adult violence. <laughs> Thinks it's hilarious. She still has part two to look forward to. Oh, my God. There I did are, not know there were five. Yeah, I remember there, there was a part three. Five. Well, the last two, I only know this because I was looking, because uh, right now on Vudu, uh, uh, the sale this week are like franchises. Like mm-hmm. You buy all the Harry Potters for however much and so on and so forth. Well, the uh, the Home Alone one, it said all five movies, and I was like, "What?" And I clicked on it, and yes, there is a Home Alone, and then a Home Alone two with Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. and then there's a Home Alone three with a new kid. Yeah. I worked at a video store when that came out, so I've never seen it, but I at least remember it. I have no idea if it's in any way related. I don't think so. They're not. It's not like it's his not, cousin or something. I, uh, I guess it I wouldn't matter. Could, could be. I don't know. Uh, and then there's two more after that that don't have numbers. They're just called something. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Home Alone. I don't know. The I mean, Home it's not surprising that they did that. Yeah. It's a, I, and I a think. A simple that, premise that you can repeat forever. And I, I'm guessing that uh, the last two were direct to video. Oh, without a doubt. The third oh. one was, so. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah. Okay. Home Alone. Uh, Pantheon? Home Alone. Home Alone movies. Uh, Here we go. Like, Home Alone Pantheon sounds amazing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Home Alone, there is a Home Alone 4. That is numbered. Uh, There is Home Alone 4 Taking Back the House. (laughs) And it's a political drama. Uh, And then the next one is Home Alone The Holiday Heist. Now... All of them have the uh, aftershave face, uh, or the the two last ones, four and five. You can get Holiday Heist on Amazon for three ninety nine right now if you're if you're down. Twenty nine percent. Feeling like you need that in your life. Yeah, that was two. So that was two thousand twelve. So that was quite. Yeah, they they waited. A, they spent a decade making uh, Home Alone: The Holiday Heist. Well, they had to make it right. Yeah, I mean, you, there yeah, was... that's the exact cover I remember for Part Three, right there. That was the video cover. There are surely there were surely many many rewrites uh, to make sure the script was just as tight as possible. Got it down to a tight ninety minutes here. I can see. Oh, Debbie Mazar is in it. Malcolm McDowell is in it. Wow. I don't know who any of these are. I don't know who Eddie Steeples is. 
Yep. But it can be yours for three bucks. I would <laughs> I would read the synopsis, but I don't want to. Probably don't need to. No. So uh, that'll probably be the only Home Alone we watch. Um, we're not even going to tell them that there are more. <laughs> Although I suppose we could, and we just say, look, they suck. You don't want to watch them. The next one's got pigeons and Donald Trump. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I definitely don't remember like part two as much as one. And the Wet Bandits are there too, right? I think so. Yeah, yes. It's, it's more ridiculous than the first one, mm-hmm. premise-wise. I know it's one of and one of the things that's amazing me the most is like this past month there have been a lot of like tweets about people are stunned to find out the mom from Schitt's Creek is the Home Alone mom. Well, as soon as it started the other night, uh, <laughs> after she had taught you know said a few lines, I, I just looked at Robin and I said I don't like her not as Moira. Yeah, I don't I. I want her to be Moira, mm-hmm. even though this is 30 years ago. Which is funny, though, if you think about her character in Beetlejuice. Yeah. She's essentially the same. Yeah. I could see her becoming the mom from Schitt's Creek. Right. As the Beetlejuice mother. Like, they lose all their money and have to move even further yeah. away from... <laughs> what was her name in that? Delia was the daughter, right? Was Delia Winona Ryder? No. I just watched Beetlejuice, watched <laughs> like, a month ago. Well, I watched it at Halloween. I just know it's the Dietzes. No, she's Delia. Who is Winona Ryder? Lydia. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah she's essentially... She's uh, Moira before she completely loses her mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the genius of Moira is the accent. The oh yeah, oh yeah. Completely unrecognizable. <laughs> the accents and all the wigs. Oh yes. Uh, the she's the only person on the planet with this accent. Accent is mm-hmm. just <laughs> hilarious. Uh, we're up to. I missed a few episodes because I can't keep up with Robin. Yeah. When she gets into a show, I can't stay with her. Yeah, we're <laughs> just about to start season four. Yeah, that. we're like at four eight. Yeah, <laughs> I missed. I missed a good chunk of season three. Yeah, I missed. I, I well, I. Uh, how far into season three does he before uh, David opens the store? Towards the end, he opens the store. Okay, so I've seen up to. Okay, so I guess I haven't missed that much. Because uh, he was just opening the store, and Patrick had just kind of had just offered to be his partner, yeah. in more ways than mm-hmm. one. Uh, when I and then the one we watched last night was the barbecue one that you haven't got to. You, yeah. you haven't done. So you haven't seen the barbecue one, right? No, that's not giving anything away. Yeah. What I, think I that liked was like about that show seven. though is they've done a really good job of cutting dead weight. Yes, because like yeah. what mutt or whatever his name yep. was. I'm like. So glad when he disappeared. Yeah. And they also, uh, I liked that they, much like the the opposite of that, much like Parks and Rec, they move Bob and Ronnie. Okay, they need to be on every week. Barb and Ro- Bar- Bob and Ronnie are fucking awesome. The way Bob runs into every, <laughs> yeah. into, <laughs> into frame with that little walk run. Mm-hmm. God, it gets me every time. And the, the stuff about his wife and Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I just got to the part where they were where they opened the store. Yeah. And Bob was like they 
it was supposed to be a soft open with people getting 25% off our friends and family. And he's yeah. like, well, my wife, and he always said his, his wife's name, and David's like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is good. Uh, have you seen the the poker yes. one yet? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great be right around that one. Uh, yeah, it's that show is really good, and every every character on it. The, the worst, the my least favorite character on the whole thing is Eugene Levy. Yeah. I mean, and least favorite is not really a way to put it. Yeah, but I mean, I, he's great. But yeah, he's everyone else is just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mutt's gone. I haven't seen much Twyla, but Twyla is well. Twyla's there. Yeah, is also a hey Levy, so she's not going anywhere. Yeah, very good show. Uh, so we've been watching a lot of that, obviously, uh, yeah. and that with the with the Adams thing. And then I watched, I started That's watching weird. something. Oh, I'm still going through uh, West Wing too. Mm-hmm. I'm I I did a I did too. a good couple. Like I would watch it as I as I was going to bed for like a solid month there. But yeah, yeah, I couldn't watch it until the election was like. I watched, solidified. That's when I started. Yeah, I say solidified. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, and it's solidified, but not if you ask half the country. Right. Um, but yeah, without because I couldn't have watched it if it had nope. gone the other way. I wouldn't have been able to watch that show. I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while because uh, I've never rewatched it. I watched it when it was on, so you know. Yeah. I rewatch it every couple of years. So. Yeah. Um, I watched that first season like over Thanksgiving break, and then I've just kind of I've I've slowed it down. I was nervous at first because on December first the thing popped up on Netflix that it's disappearing uh, on the twenty fourth. It's just going to HBO Max. It's just going to HBO, right? So, um, so I was at, at first I said, Robin, I have like six seasons to watch in no, you don't. five weeks. No, you don't. So, and, and then I looked up where it was going. I was like, oh, and then I like didn't watch an episode for a week. I was like, ah, I and, and honestly, season five. Yeah. Season five is, it's still quality, Does, but Aaron, Aaron Sorkin leaves after season four. I don't think I ever, I have no, I, I know that there was, I never watched it in the end. Yeah. Like the last, like, three or four seasons. Yeah, probably. seasons five and six are okay. Seven is, seven is better because it gets back into an election. Yeah. And they bring on Jimmy Schmitz and right. um, Alan Alda. Yeah. Um. Season five, they didn't know what to fucking do. Like, I mean, for those of you who don't know, uh, it was Aaron Sorkin's show. But unlike most shows where the showrunner is the showrunner, he wrote every single episode of that. I mean, he had other, he had a writer's room. But when it came down to it, he wrote every fucking episode. So when he left, you can tell that he is not writing it anymore. Well, even uh, anything with him, his writing style, it kind of it, it kind of starts to to grate on you if you watch like three or four episodes in a row mm-hmm. because they're always interrupting each other yeah. and they're always uh, having two different conversations at once. And everyone is and, very witty. Yeah, and it's all walk and talks. Yeah. Uh, so actually, it actually gets annoying after a couple episodes. You're like, all right, I got to step back from it because it's starting to, it's starting to make me mad. I watched something the other day and I can't remember what it was now where they purposely did a walk and talk for like the first time ever on the show. And I'm like, they're just doing this to riff on Sorkin. And yeah. it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. But um, I wish I could remember what it was now. That would make it funnier. Um, but yeah, season, season five and six are, I've, I've only, I never rewatch those as part of my rewatches. It's kind of like always, Parks and Rec start at season three. 
Yeah, I kind of I kind of skip five and six and then just take up on seven. <laughs> so seasons five and six are when uh, Brandanowitz gets into and, <laughs> and also also in common it's the, it's the episodes it's the seasons with Rob Lowe because Rob Lowe leaves after four. Oh, he does. He leaves about midway through. Does he leave? Oh no, that would have been too early. Because he leaves the show and Josh Molina comes on. Well, I like Josh Molina. Yeah, but. He's not Sam Seymour. No. He's a Sorkin favorite, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. he's on. He'll always pop up on everything. He's like, one uh, or other. he's like Greg Grunberg on, <laughs> on, JJ. on every J.J. Abrams thing. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's Josh Molina. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great show. When does... Uh, did, were they done when John Spencer died, or does he die on the show? He, he dies on the show. Okay. In season seven. Okay. But like, um, they really, they, they, they do a thing with Toby in like season six that just pretty much tanks the fucking character for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I love Toby. Yeah. Um, you, you can say that pretty much about any of the characters that, oh God, he's the best character on the show. Yeah. Or she, because fucking CJ is also amazing. Um, but yeah, they do a character. They they make a choice about his storyline. I think it's season season six into season seven. And it's just like, oh no, that's a terrible idea. Why'd you do that? <laughs> It'll all be new to me. Uh, I'm just struck by Rob Lowe's acting choices as beloved. Uh, kind of liberal icons in two iconic mm-hmm. liberal political shows, and he's not. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't think I could do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not. I, I don't know. But he's like, just a better actor than we thought. I guess so. Uh, I mean, he's not a super bleeding heart in uh, in Parks and Rec. He's very straight yeah. down the middle. Uh, but still, the show itself is clearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You follow Mike Sher on Twitter. I mean, which you better be. You should, because um, he's hilarious yeah. every single fucking day. Uh, but yeah. like, it, he's tough to find though, because he goes under the name Ken Tremendous. Yeah, the reason <laughs> for that, I looked up, I looked that up once, and I can't. The reason for it, Ken Tremendous is a character he created for something around the time Twitter started, <laughs> so he made his Twitter account for that character or of something like that. Never took off, and then yeah, and then he just kept it. So, I guess that's part of the joke, yep. I guess. Uh, but yeah, between the, between uh, Chris Traeger and Sam Seaborn, uh, he's got damn near a decade of mm-hmm. being in really good uh, political NBC shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't get much better than Sam Seaborn. No. For my money. Or a, or a good... Uh, yeah, Jed he, Bartlett rant. Oh, fucking. Anyone who's ever watching that show for the first time, I always say the same thing. I'm like, this will ruin real life politics for you. Oh, yeah. Because you're yeah. about to see the most kind, thoughtful, intelligent president that we will never have. Yeah. I mean, Barack was close. Well, he, he took. He took. It's pretty clear <clears throat> watching it as a whole that. He took the best parts of 
Clinton, and there were plenty of bad parts. Mm -hmm. The best parts of JFK, and there were plenty of bad parts. Yeah. And really, what I notice a lot, especially season late season one, a lot of the best parts and some of the bad parts of LBJ. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of a dick, kind of bullies people. Yeah, but you forget like the but legislation LBJ got passed. Right, <laughs> it's but like... it's for... LBJ used to take people in the bathroom and threaten to kick their ass. And whip uh, his dick out at them. <laughs> <laughs> but not once he was president. That no, was Clinton's no, no, thing. No, no, no. He, he did that while president. Oh, he did? Yes. Yeah, so I thought I, that was a Senate office There uh, was a thing where, was like, where someone... I can't remember the exact things of it, but someone like demanded to know why, why we were still in Vietnam. Oh. And he whipped out his dick and said, this, this yeah. is why we're still in Vietnam. Yeah. So I did say there were some worse parts of LBJ. He was apparently the man had a had a penis huge, you could show huge off hammer, of. I guess. Uh, yeah, not a great dude, but 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 trying on the right side of a lot of yeah, arguments. Trying, uh, trying to get the right things done, and again with the wrong te- means. From, from Texas, yeah, and from Texas, that's that blows your mind. Yeah, uh, Ted Cruz is not following his his Senate lead. God, what a spineless. Fucking jellyfish. When John Corwin has more of a spine than you do in your own state, there's a problem. He's the worst. Much like Kentucky, both their senators are trash. Trash human beings. I'm surprised that... uh, Well, not surprised. Uh, I'm... Texas is a mess. I know. I I can't. can't. Part of me is almost (laughs) sad that the Supreme Court didn't take that case. Because Ted volunteered to argue it, argue it, yeah. and my God, that would have been the most amazing thing ever. Listening to him try to argue things, and I mean, and I don't even respect a third of our <laughs> of our no. fucking Supreme Court right now. No, and even they're when they're when they're tearing you to shreds. Well, I think I think uh, even trash like them. They're there for life. Yeah. They're not They're not in danger of losing their job two, three weeks from now. Oh, you not know? if you listen to the right wing. Because I can't yeah. believe how many things I read on Twitter, yet, Twitter yesterday where people were like, he needs to fire the Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, that that is only slightly less ridiculous than the uh, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Comey Barrett are part of the deep state. Oh, yeah. And this, they've been planning this all along. Well, yeah, well done. Are you fucking shitting? Oh, it's yeah. exhausting. Because there's no... There's, there's no bottom. Yeah, and there's no convincing... No. If someone someone that believes that... Like, there's yeah. no bringing so that person back. So it's like you're talking about the people who no Democrat wanted <sighs> on, the, on the Supreme Court. That was Court. all part of it, Dan. That was... They, everyone yeah. was in on it. Yeah. Okay. These, yeah. I read these someone conspiracy else who... theories, the, the sheer number of people that oh, yeah. would need to be 100% invested in it is just mind-boggling. Well, the best part, though, right now is, like, all of those people are turning on the GOP right now. Yeah. Like, they're saying, like, outright, we need to destroy the GOP. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, have at it. We're not going to stop you. Go for it. <laughs> Take them all down. <laughs> Don't vote in Georgia. Good idea. I know. I'm. I'm. I just. I just keep quiet on that one and just oh, yeah. be like, Is, "Are they really going to yeah, do that?" No, don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't tell them how stupid they are. Because of, just if let an, it go. If enough of them don't show up, yeah, that's the Senate. Yeah, we've got. Because it, it's going to be. 
there's no way one's going to win and the other's going to lose. No, it'll either be both Republicans yeah, or both it, Democrats. It, unless something crazy happens, uh, which, again, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if, if that would be wild. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait to see how it goes. Yeah. What else we got? Anything? Oh, I read the first uh, Scudder book. What'd you think? That's fine. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, I, they definitely get better, but you have to commit to reading. I mean, you're at the point now where you've read one. Yeah. So if you read one, like, eight books from then, you'll... I'd get the idea. You'll get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you said, it was very quick. It was... Oh, yeah. They're like, fast reads. Even even the thicker ones, which are probably 350 pages, yeah. are still blow through them. Yeah. This was... You know, I was I usually read for about ten minutes every night, and I was through it in not much. So there were a couple where I, you know, maybe thirty minutes, but mm-hmm. I was through it in I don't even think a week. Because <laughs> um, it was also it's been a really long time. I felt like a giant. It's been a really long time since I've read one of the because the copy I had is like the airport paperbacks. Yeah. It feels, I feel like I have huge hands. Because I've read nothing but hardcovers for, yeah. like, years now. I've turned into a hardcover person. Which sucks when you fall asleep yeah. and it slams onto your face. Because that has happened. Yeah. Uh, I took Jefferson in the face a couple nights ago and it was, that book's heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, but, I'm glad you, I'm glad you elaborated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if between that and your quote from before we started uh, recording, those would have been If I just great. keep touching it, it'll, yep. get, it'll get better. Yep. Or whatever uh, I said. Yeah, if I keep touching it, it'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh, yes, uh, the Jefferson hit me in the face. Robin has woken me up before um, when I was dangerously close to taking one in the nose. But the the that little one, it's not just the paperback it's like those airport copies that are even like a half inch shorter that are uh and the print is still normal sized so you feel like you you sit there for 10 minutes and you read like 15 pages Mm -hmm. it feels like but um and that's without he doesn't do certainly not to the uh the degree that patterson does where chapters are a page and a half long and then there's two blank pages and the whole thing's 322 pages altogether, yeah. and it's no more than no, 80. He's, and he's a very plot-heavy type of writer, where it's, it goes from yeah. beat to beat to beat to beat to beat. Yeah. So, And he, he does a good job of ending each chapter on a cliffhanger type of thing, so you're ready to read the next chapter. Yeah. Um, they do get formulaic, as any book that has, like, 20 books in the series will. Right. Um, but he paints a really good picture of New York in that time frame. Yeah. Like, you get New York in the 80s was kind of scuzzy. <laughs> yeah, it's just everyone's dirty. Yeah, like everyone involved, every even the, like the the good cops, they're dirty too. Yeah, uh, and I don't think you've met his uh, his friend, the butcher. Yeah, no, he's got a friend who's an actual like meat butcher who is yeah. a very interesting character who would be a villain in almost any other series. So, uh, kind of like what you were saying, that's sort of what I was thinking is that I would read the first one and then I could just kind of bounce around. Yeah, because I didn't read them in order because they're not. I, I started off reading like. Midway through, yeah, because again, I just happened upon it and it was a cool title. So, what are the 
still a Lincoln Rhymes one, the Bone Collector. Mm. I started, I read like the third one of that first because I didn't even know it was a series. And then I was reading it. I was reading it when Bone Collector, the movie, was like, I saw a trailer for it or something or knew that it, heard that it was coming out. And I, because I didn't even realize that the two were connected. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's the one that I'm reading now. But who the hell, who's the author of those? Who writes Preston Childs? Ones? I think it's the Bone Collector writer. I don't fucking know. Which I think is a pseudonym for two different people. But. Yeah. <clears throat> I read a bunch of those early 2000s. And yet those, the Patterson ones, my God, you could go through them in like a day. If you wanted to. And Which I don't. Just, I read several of them because uh, I had a job where I sat around all day and literally had nothing else to do. So I was reading like three books a week. <clears throat> and if it was Patterson, that was like an afternoon. <laughs> yep. And like you said, like you think, you know, that no matter how formulaic uh, these ones may get, the Scudder ones might get, the, the Patterson ones are just, it's, it's like he just goes in and replaces names and stuff and it's the same fucking story. <laughs> just. Before, all right. Before we brought it up, I had to bring up a picture of all the Marvel Studios. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So stuff. the Disney 2020 investor call was. Thursday That's like the or coolest whatever. thing ever, apparently. Yeah? Yeah, because, like I was, I was telling you before, that's that's like an entire weekend at San Diego. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, And they just send it out like one right after another. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like Marvel? Here's your Marvel. Oh, you like Star Wars? Here's your Star Wars. Oh, you want to hear more Pixar shit? Here you go. So... You, know, you want a Mighty Ducks movie? We're giving you one of those, too. Yeah, see, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, there's uh, a... I wouldn't care about that anyway. I was I'm, I'm going to watch it just because it's got Lauren, uh, Lauren Graham in it. Yeah. And Emilio. Emilio is repri- reprising his role. As Gordon Bombay? I think it was something like I was going like to say Gordon Gecko. Uh, I'm not a Mighty Ducks person. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen past the first one. I haven't either. But um, I mean, it's one of those movies where like, oh, that was kind of fun. I didn't yeah. think they'd name a fucking franchise after it eventually. No, that but. was an odd choice. Although it was a Disney... Yeah, it's an Anaheim team. Yeah. Uh so why don't you uh, go through right. your... Dan's um, got a, a... I've got a list here of list all of the stuff that's coming out um, in Phase 4. Um, a lot of the stuff is stuff we knew, but I like that some of this was like some TV shows. Mm, a lot of TV shows. That were just like, I didn't know that was fucking happening. Uh, they gave us the title for the Ant-Man and the Wasp third film, Quantumania, right. which just kind of fits in there nicely. I like that. It kind of has that fun Thor feeling to it, which again also was announced. Well, not announced, but... Thor, Love and Thunder. Yep. Uh, Christian Bale. They announced that he's going to be the fucking God Killer or whatever that character's name was. But we got uh, we're getting an Armor Wars TV show. I don't know what that is. It's uh, it was a storyline in Iron Man when Rhodey was Iron Man. Basically, uh, Justin Hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, it was Justin Hammer. They basically steal how Iron Man makes his armor. And Iron Man armor gets out to the wrong people. Huh. Which would make for... It's like an espionage television show, which will work perfectly. Uh, plus, we get more Don Cheadle as Rhodey, which I'm stoked for. Especially now that Tony's dead. So so this is a, a Disney plot? Yep. And also, we're going to be getting an Ironheart TV show. Uh, yeah. Which is Riri Williams. I hate that fucking name. Yeah. 
but it was Brian Bendis creating a new Iron Woman, essentially. Uh, another one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe makes her own armor. I didn't read any of it, so I don't know much about it. It was popular. People liked it. Uh, we already knew the Doctor Strange in Eternals. Uh, they announced we're getting a new Fantastic Four film. Right. Uh, directed by the guy who gave us Spider-Man Homecoming, right. John Watt. Uh, so that's promising. We got a start date for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Do you think, I wonder, uh, I'm sure this is already kind of out there, but um, <clears throat> where the third Spider-Man is obviously going to be uh, multiverse, mm-hmm. is that, because that's always been our thought as to where the Fantastic Four have been. Like, why would they just show up now? Like, yeah. Uh, why have we never heard of Reed Richards? Um, I'm hoping so, especially using the director of the Spider-Man yeah, films. Yeah, that that's kind of all. Um, also announced, uh, we're getting Alfred Molina's Doc Ock in Spider-Man 3, which is, that's exciting. I hope it doesn't get to be too much. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going into that. Yeah. Uh, so with the fun. But I mean, if you look at Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, yeah, there's a lot going on there, but it worked that, well. That could have gone horribly wrong, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, until they give me a reason not to, I'm fine. Uh, but the the my favorite thing that I saw in regards to that on Twitter was, do I have to see Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, 1, and 2, and 1, and 2 before I see Spider-Man 3? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, we also mentioned it earlier, but... Ant-Man and the Wasp was also getting Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Who is going to be the new big bad. Yeah. And I like that he's appearing in Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know? Yeah. Uh, Black Widow, Blade still coming out. Like I said, Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out in March. I think got a good trailer. Yeah. got right. Finally got a, a trailer. Um, there's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special directed by James Gunn. Oh, I missed that. Yep. Uh, Shang-Chi we know about. I assume about. that soon. <clears throat> no, Guardians it's thing? Uh, Christmas of 2022, apparently. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So what does that... Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um, we found out there's a new t- the new TV show, Secret Invasion, which we thought might be a movie plot point, but it's gonna, they're going to do the TV show, which is the, the Secret Invasion of the Skrulls. Yeah. Uh, it's got Ben Mendelsohn reprising his role as the Skrull and Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. I missed this one. So so this he, is one of the ones I missed. So a Nick Fury-centered show about yep. finding Skrulls in the Marvel U. Uh, an I Am Groot special, which looks like <clears throat> from the art here, it could be a kids-centered like cartoon, maybe. Does it feel like uh, Disney Plus needs to be more expensive? For what we're getting? You know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. Because like... Oh, we spent a whole year going, in between Mandalorians, they haven't yeah. really given us much at all. Which, by the way, Mandalorian has been fucking awesome. Yeah, I haven't year. watched this week. Uh, Holy shit. <laughs> but I ha- we haven't watched this week. Maybe we'll watch this week uh, at dinner tonight. Um, but yeah, it's been great. And speaking of that, there's an Ahsoka show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to the Star Wars show. Like the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, I just think about the fact that Netflix is now, Netflix is kind of expensive Netflix, now. Netflix is like almost 15 bucks a month now. It's we have the 4K. Oh, so yeah, and it's like 20 now. Yeah, it's like 18.99 or, so, or 19. I mean, Disney Plus is going up, but it's going up like a dollar to like 6.99 or. Something. But I've already bought it. I bought it for the year again. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm good till next November whenever mm-hmm. uh, it charges. But like, 
don't know. It feels like it feels like it should be more money. Although, if you think about it, Netflix also has. I mean, at the end of the day, Netflix has way way more content, mm-hmm. uh, and they're also paying for a lot of it. Disney isn't paying. No, they're making it <laughs> for any of it. Right? Yeah. It's all their stuff. It's just that they have a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, all these original, all this original content that is not just. It's being produced like you would produce a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't look like Mandalorian looks great. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite cinema level, but it's like, it's it's not like, oh, this is clearly a crappy TV show. Yeah, it's it's not what would happen if we'd gotten a Star Wars show in the early two thousands. Right. Yeah. I mean, now on the other hand, if you really think about it, there's only eight episodes every year, and they're like. 40 minutes long each. Yeah, 30 so. to 40, yeah. But still, worth it. Oh, yeah. That yeah. means we're getting a four-hour-long fucking right. movie every year. Right. Which is what we, we weren't getting that before. And I would rather have all of this than, like, one really good show that has 20 episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like being able to bounce around. And also, like, hey, we haven't even started WandaVision yet. Let's watch all of that right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Which, again, we got a new trailer for that. Yep. Uh, we got the trailer for the Loki show. Yep. Which looks excellent. Um, Moon Knight is still coming out. Uh, Ms. Marvel. Yep. Uh, who is also going to apparently appear in Captain Marvel 2. Right. Along with... Oh, Christ, I'm forgetting her name. The daughter of yeah, the girl I know from Captain Marvel. Um, that girl. She-Hulk, we're getting... Show or movie? Show. Okay. It's uh, starring Tatiana Mosley from Orphan Black and briefly Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, and they just let it, they just announced that Tim Roth will be appearing as the Abomination, oh. and Mark Ruffalo will be in it. Oh. So there you go. So is she Jennifer Saunders? Yeah. Okay. Not Saunders. Walters. Walters. Saund- Who's Saunders? Jennifer Saunders is an actress. Yes. <laughs> She's the uh, Jennifer Saunders was the fairy godmother in Shrek. Yes. That's what I was thinking and of, clearly. The, and Stifler's mom. <laughs> <laughs> the original MILF. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we're getting the What If cartoons, which yeah. look like they're... Oh, I didn't direct. watch The Thing for that. I meant to watch it The Thing for that. It looks pretty good. Was the, uh, was the trailer a trailer, or was it just... Nah, yeah. sizzle reel okay. type yeah. of thing. But yeah, that's what we're getting from Marvel. Um, and then I took a picture of the DC shit we're getting, too. Uh, more Mandalorian, obviously. Uh, Star Trek Visions... Which is going to be kind of like an ensemble, like a, not ensemble piece, um, an anthology. Where it's going to allow different people to do different things in episodic forms. Okay. Um, like what? Just stuff that takes place in the Star Wars universe. Like okay. Tales of. Oh, okay. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic, which I don't know much about. Um, the worst kept secret, we're going to be getting an Ahsoka show. Right. Uh and a Rogue Squadron movie directed by Patty Jenkins. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And this is another thing, cool thing that I learned from the trailer that they show, because it's the trailer is her talking about her dad was a fighter pilot. Huh. She's always wanted to make a fighter pilot movie. Done and yeah. done. Uh, there's going to be a Lando movie starring yep. uh, Mr. Childish Gambino himself, Donald Glover. Yep. Um, there's going to be a droid story, which will probably be a kids-based cartoon. Maybe it'll be a direct uh, panel for panel 
uh, recreation of the Droids comic from. Could be. <laughs> or maybe a reboot of the Ewok films in the Droid cartoons. Oof. Um, Star Wars The Acolyte, which we don't know much about yet. Right. Um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, with the recently signed on Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. Which I will, guess. Which will be interesting. Yeah. Which makes me think if they're hiring him for it, there must be flashbacks. Well, yes. Uh, the The thing that I... Do they ever interact? They don't, do they? Well, that's the thing that we're wondering. Because... It's kind because of, it's like when they when you first see Vader and he's in New Hope and he's talking about Kenobi, he's like, I haven't felt this presence since, and trails off. Um, and you're just kind of led to believe that yo, yeah, he never saw Kenobi since, you know, he's fucking delimbed on Mustafar. He had the high ground, Dan. We've talked about yes. this. But this, I, I'm guessing, this might show that there was a little more to that, like that maybe yeah. there were some near misses here and there. Because I mean, I guess whatever. Who knows. We don't. Um, we're also going to be getting a, the, an Andor show with what's his name um, from yeah Pablo. from Rogue One. I can't remember his name. I always remember the guy he was in um, Yitumama Tambien with Gail Gar- Gael Garcia Bernal, but I can never remember his name. Uh, now, not to basically say that the guy who was Andor in Cassie Rogue Andor in Rogue One, yeah. One, yeah. Uh, which actually had a, a not a trailer. Um, had him talking about shit. Yeah, and yeah. it showed like stuff from the show. And I'm down with that because he, yeah. you were. I mean, it pretty much tells you in that movie in Rogue One that he's been part of the rebellion for a very for a long while. time. the The weird thing about that is you kind of have the Legolas problem, mm-hmm. uh, where the actor, he's going to be getting older as he's yeah, supposed they, to be nearing a part. He was. Ten years younger. Right. The youngest he's ever going to look is the latest in life yeah. that he was in the storyline. So it's not quite uh, Legolas ten years after, you know, when he's clearly a 38-year-old man and not <laughs> yeah. uh, in his mid-20s anymore. Uh, he's still, f- I mean, that movie was probably filmed five years ago. Jesus, yeah. Wasn't it a 2016? Something like that. Or was that. that a 2017? 16, I think. So, you know, he's four, or, you know, he's probably four years younger in uh, in that movie. And depending on how long this series goes, you'll probably never notice it watching the show. But, like, if you're in season four of this thing, and then you go back and watch Rogue One, it's going to yeah. be a clearly younger man. Yeah. Uh, who... And then th- I mean, also, yeah, does this mean we're gonna get more Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Like who looks probably even yeah. way older right. <laughs> than he uh, did then. Although you can cover him with enough crap that yeah. uh, you probably get away with it. But I, I just wonder. Uh, it's always hard when you've put yourself. You've also put a timeline on your show mm-hmm. as far as how how far you can jump up ahead. Because at some point you have to stop. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. Like, as far as events going on in the background, you can't get up to uh, the, the Rogue One story, obviously, or you're done. Yeah. Um, so it does put a... So hopefully they've just got, like... Maybe they have three little story arcs, you know, that maybe they'll do three seasons of it or whatever, which you don't... I mean, obviously you don't have to worry about... Let's not not do the show because season five might be weird. That's mm-hmm. the problem for another day, but... It's just something I always think about yeah. when you have stuff like this. 
when a prequel is going to be a clearly yeah. older version of that character. Agreed. <clears throat> um, um, see, there's also... Uh, they're doing another Clone Wars thing. Uh, the I bad, watched the that. Bad Batch, which, yep. which should be fun. Yep. I like that little crew. Uh, and then there's a Taika Waititi project. Yeah. Which, if you follow him on Twitter, it was hilarious after that was announced, because he was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> and like, I can't wait to see how I ruin this for everyone. What What was it again? I, it's escaping, but, but it was something exciting. It yeah. made sense. Uh, let me go to his account here. Shit. Oh, the games must have started, because I'm getting score alerts. God, I hate that I can't fucking ever spell his name correctly. I, uh... Jesus, spelling Twatiti isn't going to help you find it, Dan. Probably not. Although it should. Christ, how did the fuck... And I hate that Twitter doesn't, like, try to assume who it is you're spelling. He is... I spelled it right. Why didn't it fucking find him? I can tell you that he directed Jojo Rabbit. I can tell you that he directed Thor Ragnarok. There we go. Tiger Watiti. Jesus, how far? It was only announced like yesterday. Well, I'm on the thing, but it just, it doesn't say what it is. It just, the Star Wars one is a brand new Star Wars feature. With acclaimed filmmaker Taika Waititi is in development. Get ready for an unforgettable ride. So maybe they didn't even say what yeah. it was. Well, I'm ready for an unforgettable ride directed by him. I'm down with it. Yeah. And then, I mean, on top of those, and they also announced that we're going to be getting a new Willow TV show and a new Indiana Jones film. Oddly, oddly enough, the least thing I'm excited yeah, about there is say, Indiana I Jones. I kind of don't care. Yeah, it's like Harrison Ford is like fucking 80. Yeah, you can't put him through this to... shit anymore. I mean, if you want to, like, uh, uh, you know, want to do, like, a Batman Beyond type thing with yeah. him, uh, fine, but he can't be out there. No. I mean, when you think about it now, if he was still alive, young Indiana Jones yeah. would be, like, 50 by 50 now. 50 years old, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm... Yeah. I, oh, I'd... speaking of Batman Although Beyond... Although it is, it is going to be directed by the guy who directed Logan, so it might, oh, be, yeah. it might be Old Man Indy. Um... Doesn't seem like it will fit. Speaking but. of Batman Beyond, there's a good, uh, I think they call them micro docs of, uh, for Batman Beyond that IGN did last mm. week, or it premiered last week. Um, basically about how no one wanted to make it. No. This, the, it was totally a, uh, Buffy was huge at the time, and like the, the teen centric shows on WB were huge money makers for them, and they wanted a teen centric because their biggest property is Batman. Mm. They wanted a teen centric Batman, and this is coming off of you know one of the great, probably maybe the best animated series of any kind of all time. Mm. Uh, they said, okay, make a Batman teen show, and all of them, Bruce Tim, and all of them were like, no. <laughs> I don't want to, because that sounds like a terrible idea. Yep. And they and they said, not only do we want it, we want it in like six months. And they're like, uh, and then they come up with this, mm-hmm. what ends up being, that's an awesome, awesome show. Um, yeah, but in order to do it, they had to put Batman 50 years into the future, essentially. Yeah, well, they that was the, yeah, that was the thing. They, they said it, it can't be, 
it can't be can't Bruce be Wayne. Bruce Wayne like like, like, like Gotham. Yeah, <laughs> they're like we refuse. Like they were like it can't. That was the the first meeting. It cannot be Bruce Wayne. We refuse. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be. So then they got to convince Kevin Conroy. Hey, we need you to be in this show, but you're not Batman. He's mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> Come again? Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's pretty. It's only like twenty minutes long, but it was pretty interesting. Ooh. And it talks about how they, how like shoestring they were at the very beginning, and like one of the iconic things about that show is the title sequence. Yeah. Because uh, the song and the, it really lets you know that this is not mm-hmm. the animated series. Um, and like some of it was, and the way that it was made, it's, you should watch it. It's it's uh, it's pretty neat the way that the title sequence was made because it was not made with a uh, high tech. No. Some of it's like physical models that are just on a record player spinning around. That's cool. And they like strobe lighted it. And they, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. One of them is just an act. One of the one of the things where it's swinging around and it's Batman with people closing in on him is literally action figures. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so watch that that little thing, and then watch the or watch the theme, and then watch that that little mini doc. It's Very pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I will. That's that's interesting. So anyway, uh, was there anything else? They had there uh, were there was many. like a ton of Pixar and Disney shit too. But uh, one of note is a speaking of prequels uh, and a Lightyear origin story yes. for Sevens. Yes. Um, but apparently it's not the toy Buzz Lightyear. It's, oh, it's not? It's what Buzz Lightyear the toy was based on. Oh. Because, um, yeah, it was probably from a cartoon. Someone or... someone said yesterday, can we just start replacing Tim Allen with Chris Evans in every movie? Yep. Yes, we can. Uh, <laughs> and they will all be better. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, uh, so, and then there was something else. There were a couple Disney announcements, but nothing... There were no trailers or anything, yeah. right, for anything Disney Not or Pixar. Uh, so nothing exciting for Tilly, but I'm sure there. Well, I know um, Pixar's new film Soul comes out pretty soon. Yes. Like Christmas Day or something. and that is, is it be, really? I think so. Cause I, I think it will probably be like much what they did with Mulan, where it will be like a premium. But We still haven't watched Mulan. I haven't yet either. And now it's free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things that'll be out on Christmas, Wonder Woman will be on HBO yep. on Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was that huge announcement that is pissing off half of Hollywood. Which huge amount? Now? That Warner Brothers is going to be putting every all their oh, home slate for yeah. 2021 out on HBO Max. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm of it's two con- minds, too. It's concerning. I get it. Yes. Because they tried this with Tenet yeah. and lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, yes, I think by this point next year, the world will be in a much safer place so that theaters can be open yeah. safely. But again, that's a whole year of them not releasing movies and making money on the stuff that they've got in the can. Right. And I get why that would suck. And if you want people to come to HBO Max, saying Wonder Woman is on HBO Max right now... That's a huge is draw. A, ...is a great way to get subscribers. That's a huge draw. Um, I understand wh- why, like, Denny Villeneuve is pissed. Yeah. Because, you know, he made Dune for theaters. Right. And movies like Dune will look better on big, giant-ass screens. But I'm also of the mind where, really, like... You, you want know, your Chalamet to be as big as possible. Yes, exactly. Um, I, But I'm not going to go to theaters this year. Right. I'm just not. Right. Like, they're playing Wonder Woman in Dover. 
Oh, they are really. They've got the poster up for it. They're gonna play it. It's a block away from my house. I mean, I'm not going. You know me. I will. I will always rather watch it in my living room. Me too. I have a good sound system. I have a good TV. I've got a 4K player. But for the good of cinema, yeah, I would rather wait. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to let me watch it, yeah. I'm going to. That's you, why I'm it, so conflicted. Yeah, if they had said, you know what, we, we're not going to put out any of these movies this year, I'd have been like, I get it. Yeah, It sucks, but I get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're going to put it up for some, a system I already have. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Cool. Um, but I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good... The theaters are going to have to be bailed out. Much like I, the auto industry was a few years ago. I, I wish, and I know that it's a pie in the sky, but like... Why they didn't just do some sort of revenue sharing mm. with, and somehow get the, look, everyone's going to lose money, mm-hmm. but at least show some good faith yeah, and be like, look, we know that typically you would take in, of the entire gross of a movie, you would take in this percentage. Yeah, because we didn't make that much, but yeah, here is that percentage. Because that's the other thing too, because people sign on for big films with back end deals. Yeah. And they're not gonna make those if it's not really if it Wonder Woman would have been a billion dollar movie. Yeah. If yeah. it was released two years ago. Would have been a billion dollar film and it's not gonna get that now. Right. But it is hard for me to feel sympathy for a movie star not making 50 million and only making the 25 million they signed on for. Right. I have a hard time feeling, especially in this time, in this era, where small businesses are closing left and right, I, yeah. fe- I, I can't feel bad for them in that. Right. Sorry you didn't get your $5 million bonus that you would have gotten otherwise. But this guy's theater closed. Yeah, this guy's you know, theater closed. Like, he can't. That restaurant his... across the street from the theater closed, closed. because the theater wasn't open. And uh-huh. none of them can pay their mortgages now, so you're. Yeah. You're doing okay here. Yeah. I, I, I don't I'm not gonna feel sympathy for Gal Gal Gadot. Um, but you know, theaters like Alamo Draft House, yeah, I feel terrible for them because they're a good theater chain. Right. And they have the if the theater in Dover wasn't primarily run on donations anyway, that would have been long gone. Yeah. It it it, it impresses me they're still showing movies in there. Because it's like Small I Small donations and spunk. I went to that theater a few years ago, and at most there were seven people in that yeah. theater watching the movie. I actually, the last time I was there, it was actually pretty packed. I did. Colin and I went to Zootopia there. Yeah, I heard that their kids' movies were the yeah. only things that ever really brought in a lot of money. Yeah, because they would they you know their their matinees on Saturday and Sunday did well. Yeah, and that's what we were. We went yeah. on an after on a Saturday afternoon to Zootopia, and it was packed. It was although. Uh, you can hear fucking everything in that room. Oh, like, yeah. if a kid moves, and the, you know, because those chairs all creak and the floor mm-hmm. creaks, and if anything hits the floor, it's not carpeted, so it's like you get an echo. Oh, yeah, God help uh, it if someone drops their soda. Yeah, and oh, it yeah. rolls all yep. the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, someone behind us dropped a water bottle, and it made it all the way to the front. Yeah, it's, again, it's, <sighs> it's not a great, it's a community-run yeah. theater. Which it is, is what it is. Yeah. But, but you know, I'm, I'm glad it exists. We oh. and that's one of the things that I really miss about living Belfast. Uh, oh yeah, the, we still went that, that Main Street Theater. There. Yeah, yeah, we still mainly went to Bangor because you'd make an evening of it and mm-hmm. you were doing other things or whatever. But uh, if you just decide at five o'clock you want to go to a movie, mm-hmm. 
we would go to that. And it was very small. There was only four theaters, but they were all nice. Once oh, yeah. you were in there, yeah. it was no different, you know? Yeah, but, like, I hate the fact that I don't know if Railroad Square will exist yeah. a year from now. Um, and that's been the one theater nearby that has played art house films yeah. for the past however many decades. It sucks that they might not make it. Um, and I hope something is done once we can. You know, if they're the first place. Adventure out. You know, if they're like, hey, we need to survive this next year. We're open. Everything's going to be safe. Would you be interested in buying a year-long pass? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, who was freaking to make it that far? I wish that... I think that there was a real... I know that there were some... Uh, I think the lack of uh, setting up drive-ins was a blown opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because let me tell you, that did really well in Dover. Yeah, when they started then, like, showing the classics up, I mean, they just projected against the fucking ice arena. Well, yeah, like why? <laughs> why the, it wasn't like? You know, I, I the, bet the Bangor drive-in had a great summer comparatively. And but that should have been everywhere. Mm-hmm. That should have been, uh, you know, in the. Fucking BJ's parking lot. Well, I know after a lot eight. of Walmarts were planning on doing yeah. that shit, but why, yeah, why weren't all of them? Yeah, I mean, especially same that, thing with especially concerts. Considering Walmart owned Voodoo at that point. They still do, don't do, they? They still. Yeah, I know they were trying to get rid of it, but I kind of wish so, they would, so it wasn't attached. But yeah, it is. So they have a hell of a catalog that they could probably play. Yeah. quite cheaply. You can still you can uh, log into your Voodoo account still with your Walmart, whatever mm-hmm. I know. So. It's, I, I'm pretty sure they're still attached. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, you sent me the code to the Godfather Coda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I went on to the Voodoo, because I, I went to the website, it's just easier to do it that way than it is on the phone. Um, I could have signed in with my Walmart ID. <laughs> so that's how I know that. Yeah. Um, did you watch the Godfather I yet. thing yet? No, I just I'm super so. nervous about it. I don't know if I can. Well, I, I fucking I, hate that movie. I don't hate it. But yeah, I hate that. It's movie. definitely not the quality of the first two, and from everything I've read, he really didn't change all that much. Yeah. It's seven minutes shorter, which is a good thing. Yeah, um, and I guess yeah, he rearranged some scenes. But yeah, you're still gonna get fucking Andy Garcia riding on a horse he's, going Zaza. He's the fucking worst. <laughs> he Just is not good. The in that. worst in that movie. He's so. Over the top without it supposed to be being over the top. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just, I fucking hate him in that movie so yeah. bad. Yeah. Nothing good comes out of his character. No, and it's just kind of, I don't know, as someone who just adores the first two and especially the first one, it just feels so far away from that mm-hmm. and so unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and really, I've I've only watched that maybe twice. Yeah, I think too. I watched it once, and then like it was the sort of thing that years later I was like, maybe it wasn't that bad. And you're like, oh no, it was. That this sucks. will be the first time I've watched it since the Blu-rays came out. Like, yeah, the first set, the first time the fucking no, no, I take that back. I didn't watch the my Blu-ray set with that since this came out on the like the DVD set. This yeah. will be the first time I've watched. That it would be then. the last time I watched it too. Yeah, yeah. So when yeah, I watched it when as it came a trilogy. out, and then yeah, yeah. When it came out as the thick, uh, yeah, that still had like, seven Academy Award nominations. I know, that was up for best fucking picture. I know, but it was like <laughs> just on name and name alone. Yeah. That movie sucks. Uh, and 
Sofia Coppola belongs behind the camera because she is not a good actress. Uh, I do feel bad for her, though, because once you read more into it, like, she wasn't supposed to be. No. That was supposed right. to be Winona Ryder. Yeah. And, and Winona Ryder backed out at the last minute because of exhaustion from Dracula or something. Maybe she read the script. Yeah. Maybe she's like, I'm supposed to want to fuck who? Maybe she just, <laughs> yeah, maybe she did a table read with Andy Garcia and was like, no. Yeah. no thank you. I'm tired. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm exhausted from reading this fucking script. Uh, yeah, because it's, yeah, and, and, and it's, it, it does sound funny when you put it that way. Like, oh shit, all of a sudden we need, uh, hey honey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing my homework, dad. Yep. You're, in the, mean, mo- you're in the movie. Yep. Okay. Never yeah. acted before, but sure. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, it's so unnecessary, I yeah. guess. It was, it's the sort of thing where I feel like about halfway through they should have been like, all right, guys, look, this was a bad idea. Let's yeah, just let's stop. Re, let's let's rejigger this. And let's leave it alone <laughs> and yeah, we can just tag this. We can just all the 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 footage we've got so far, we could uh, put it, mix it into a, a a new version of Apocalypse Now. And yeah, except I mean, all the stuff with Michael and the Vatican is interesting. Yeah, like him essentially trying to buy himself into legitimacy yeah. through the church. Yeah, that's a great idea. There are some good beats. Yeah, um, but gosh, everything around it is so. Yeah, all of the all of the at home uh, mobster stuff is so hacky and yeah. well, especially like honestly, if Andy Garcia's character had been an antagonist of Michael more like instead of trying to be part of the family if he yeah. was against the family because he would he honestly he should have been like none of you have legit legitimized me yeah you know my dad ran this family and none of you have had anything to do with me for two decades and i'm pissed and i'm gonna try to take you over i would have if he had teamed with joe montagna instead of I can't believe you just mispronounced his name. Joe Montagna. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if he had sided with him, that's a more interesting movie to me. You know what it feels like? It feels like a bunch of film school kids who uh, just got done, who watched the first two movies. Yeah. Uh, and are also uh, super into Goodfellas tried to say you know what we should do guys we love the godfather we love goodfellas let's make a really bad version of that yeah they yeah. did if you put okay if you put andy garcia on jamantanya's side right don't let us know that he's sonny's kid until much later in the film yeah yeah and yeah, then if he, that's immediate and then if he's seducing michael's daughter not have it and have it be more of like a Machiavellian thing instead of like this doughy-eyed shit, then it's more interesting to me. Because especially if he's not, if he's trying to woo her without actually trying to fuck her. Yeah. If he's doing it to weasel his way in so that he can fuck over Michael. Instead of just straight up incest. Yeah, then it's more interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. It, if you don't really know who he is, because, I mean, a... Christ, it's the guy that Sonny banged, like, it's the... Kid of the bridesmaid he banged prior, yeah. you know, to the wedding. So uh, the, the, our first introduction to Sonny is uh, creating. Yeah, Vincent. What's I his, think is that so. His yeah, name yeah. In there? yeah. I, mean, I don't even remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just. It's just. It. It. 
I, I don't like that. I, I'm so I'm nervous. I'll I'll give it a try. Yeah. For uh, for the thirteen bucks it costs brand new on Blu-ray, I yeah. was okay. I'm like, sure, I'll I'll give it a viewing. Yeah. And it could just end up being like the the Apocalypse Now Redux where I'm like, oh nope. Yeah. Did they <laughs> liked ever, it better the first time? Did they ever uh release the Remember when for I can't even remember who it was or what it was for when they there there's a cut of the first two Godfathers chronological oh the Godfather saga is that did that ever get there is released? a v, there is a VHS of that that exists there is there because I remember oddly enough you could rent that in Bangor from Dave's video <laughs> the, the the romantic supermart had a copy of that I I actually drove by there the other day and I just marvel that it's Still, still open, and and it's not like it's just been this hole in the wall for all this. Stuff. Like there's the you know the the siding is new, and yeah. there's a new sign, and oh, yeah. like it's just that amazing. Out, that that movie gallery and blockbuster, and how many other things in that well, fucking yeah uh, across the street? Oh yeah, restaurants, Rite Aids, yep, <laughs> all yep. that stuff. Yeah, that is that Dave's Dave's <laughs> romantic supermarket will outlive us all. Yeah. It's just especially in this day and age where porn is yeah. everywhere. Like what do you you don't need you to go there, there to rent is it? Is it mostly people going in for toys? Because you're not going in there to buy movies. You're not. I would Are I, you? They still have apparently they still have like the upstairs is still they still have them. I haven't stepped foot in there since I worked at Movie Gallery and we had to scout it out before we opened our porn room. Yeah, I haven't been in there in a very long time. Yeah. I just remember it being a maze, room upon room upon oh, room. Oh, yeah, and you're like, I don't know how to get out now. Yeah, there needs to be some clearer signage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where yeah, I am. Yeah, because it was weirdly constructed Yeah, inside. Well, it's, it felt like a bunch of additions. Yeah. A back staircase that on. led to, a, like, a, like adaptation, yeah. not adaptation, uh, being John Malkovich, where it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. here's a half room yeah. <laughs> that you kind of have to duck down in, but it's a room. You go into a room, but you step out onto a balcony, like, how the fuck did I get out here? How am I both outside and inside right yeah. now? I don't get this. Yeah, because uh, I... What was that for, the Godfather thing? What It was for... A, Some cable network. Yeah, it was on... Yeah. Like, it was a they edited, big event. They edited them together for a cable network. Yeah, and it got a v, VHS release, if I'm remembering correctly. I mean, it might have been a bootleg VHS release, for all I know, at Dave's. I would but, be interested in watching that. Oh, yeah, me too. Because I get the whole bouncing back and forth uh, yeah, in I, two... But I, I was really disapp- care about I was disappointed that they haven't done that for Blu-ray or yeah, because the book is chronological, mm-hmm. and again, I get I get the the artistic whatever for bouncing back and forth, showing them at the same age, but or roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. But I I would I would like to see it in order. Holy smokes, that was almost two hours! Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we covered a lot today. Yeah, um, we've been trying to watch a holiday movie uh, every weekend. The kids watched the Lego Star Wars one that was on last night. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, no. um, it's kind of it's kind of like Endgame. They just kind of bounce around through portals back to old uh, other Star Wars things. It's eh, whatever. It's like, hey, there's that thing I like from that movie. Um, we have uh, placed 
uh, Klaus into the position of honor nice. as the Christmas, the official Christmas Eve movie. I will be watching that this year because I missed out on it last year. Because it was all, it was Elf. We had kind of, we had tried to start a tradition of watching the same movie every Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. And we watched Elf for a couple of years. And then I think we watched something else and nothing really stuck. But everyone uh, we've decided has agreed that we'll watch that. For the time being, for the foreseeable future, it'll be Klaus will be the uh, Christmas Eve, the official bad, Christmas not Eve. Not a bad movie. choice. No, that was really, really good. If I remember right, it was my December movie of the year, uh, movie of the month. Uh, I, I for, believe it was, yes. For last December. Um, but yeah, uh, Tenet comes out Tuesday. So yep. uh, if we're back, depending on how, weather and what other circumstances, uh, that's what probably next week will be, right? I would think so, yeah, because my copy, because I... It was, it's fucking weird. Like, Best Buy, I couldn't pick it up in store. I could only order it. Hmm. But if I'd ordered the... Did you get the Steelbook? No. But the Steelbook, I could only pick up in store. Okay. So I was like, I don't, I don't want to go to Bangor this week. Yeah. And that was, that's, that's pretty much... a big much, part of it. That's pretty much how I order. <laughs> I, I order things now. It's like, yeah. we went yesterday and pretty much picked up the last of everything we needed. It's different when it's not 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to drive back to Bangor next week to right. just pick up a Blu-ray, so I'll, I instead of getting the Steelbook, I just got the regular 4K, because that they would ship to me. I didn't understand why <laughs> we watched, one would be available for shipping, one would not. I asked Robin if she wanted to watch it with me, because we probably won't watch it until mm. uh, maybe Tuesday night, because Wednesday is remote day, but probably not until Friday. Um and she watched the trailer because she couldn't remember watching the trailer this summer. And she said, I don't think I understand what's going on. I was like, don't worry, you're not that's, alone. <laughs> that's how he makes his I, movies. From what I understand, you can watch this whole movie and not understand what's going on. <laughs> and you might still and still like yeah. it. Remember when you thought Inception was kind of confusing? Yeah. Well, we're going to do that one one step more. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to watch it, though. It's been, I mean, cause, because this year is what it is. It's been a while... There, these types of things are, have been few and far between. Watching yeah, a that was the weirdest thing because I was I was like okay I'm gonna start formulating my best of the year films and yeah. it's like normally we have to separate it to like a top ten comic book movie right and we don't have any any of that like the biggest comic book movie we've had until Wonder Woman will be Birds of Prey which was okay which was okay but but like that's it yeah that's it. It's there. There. It's been a blockbuster free year, yeah. Which doesn't happen. So um, yeah, we just rewatched uh, Onward, the Pixar movie that came out. I had forgotten it even came out this year. Yep. Um, I still haven't watched it. It's fine. Yeah, that's what it's, I've. That's what I've heard. It's fine. Like it's, Soul, I've heard is great. Yeah. So I'll be looking more forward to seeing that. I was. For what Onward is, I personally was disappointed. Yeah. You get those two, and you get that the storyline for that. It just I don't know. It was it was it's still very good, mm-hmm. but it's I wanted it to be like mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, the only the only two true blockbusters probably we'll watch all year are in the next week yep. or in the next two weeks. Yeah, uh, between Tenet and Wonder Woman, because nothing else no has been really even close. Yeah, no. When I start to think of like the movies that they pulled, yeah, like oh yeah. Top Gun Maverick was supposed to come out this right. year. Oh, yeah. Right. There's a list of probably 20 films <laughs> yeah. that were uh, the fucking Godzilla King Kong film, you know? Oh, yeah. 
I have really caught up on TV, though. Not caught up on TV, but like la- a year ago, I would not have watched two seasons of West Wing in a week and a half. Yeah. That just would not have happened. Yeah. I wouldn't be four seasons into, uh, or three plus seasons into Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been very easy for me to come up. Like, I'm up to around like 260, 90 movies this year. <laughs> because it's been very easy to do so. Yeah. Because it's like, very rarely has it come. Like, I used to go to Redbox once a week for yeah. stuff. And now I'm like, nope, nothing came out this month that I want to watch. Right. So I'm going to watch these 90 it's been movies. been easy to go back to things. Yeah. And like, okay, well, I'm going to start collecting fucking Criterion films again and just buy those and watch those. Oh, I finally got a digital version of Office Space because it was never available just to digital. Nice. But I found a copy at uh, Bull Moose. Colin and I were looking for mystery bags, which mm-hmm. they don't have anymore. Really? No, not to the degree that they used to. Oh. Um, well, it's probably because they haven't been taking in as much shit. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, now when you turn something in, you can turn in two boxes once a week. And, and even then, like, there were weeks where they weren't taking anything in. Yeah. So I get. So yeah, their their used section is dwindled. But they had uh, they had new copies of it for like seven ninety seven, and I figured that was the best I was probably ever going to do. Yeah. If it's not on disc to digital now, it never will be probably. Um, so we watched. I watched that this week, and that also turned into a a Robin was just walking through, and she sat down for a minute and watched the whole. Yeah, I watched that a couple a couple months ago. God, that film holds. It up. just. Oh yeah, that it's, film holds up like, so well. Like, the biggest, uh, one of the, I don't want to turn this into an office space thing, but one of the biggest, com- if you find someone that will complain about it, they'll say, well, it's just a bunch of skits sewn together. Fine. It's, it's hilarious. Well. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> if you had a million dollars, what would you do? Oh, my God. Two chicks going on me at the same time. Two chicks at the same time. You can do that without a million dollars, no? Not girls like, no, 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 and they look like me. <laughs> the type of girl that would double up on a dude like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it's great. There's actually a TP uh, a TPS report joke in Mandalorian. I heard week. that. I yeah. saw that that somebody mentioned it, and I just scrolled by real quick because I didn't want to see it. But yeah, I, I saw that. I mean, it's it's morning. nothing huge. It's just a, a quick throwaway line about a TPS report. Yeah, <laughs> not about the cover sheets. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week uh, or whenever it will be, uh, Tenet. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Cool.